had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. What would the world have done without, for example, Marie Curie or Vera Rubin or Rita Levi-Montalcini? Or we can bring so many examples of so many women who have made history with their scientific discoveries. So, so and maybe we should ask ourselves how much more would we have discovered already if the scientific field was more inclusive and more diverse? That was Dr. Anna Gressolino, a senior scientist at the United States government's renowned Fermi Lab. She has a huge task before her, leading a team of 200 scientists who are building the most powerful quantum computer in the world. But she has a broader mission as well, to use science to uncover the fundamental truths of the universe. I'm Milan Verveer, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We are bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Dr. Anna Gressolino is a native of Italy who first came to Fermi Lab as an intern in 2004. Since then, she has won numerous awards for her research, including one for Early Career Scientists, presented by President Obama. Today, her title is Director of the Superconducting Quantum Materials and Systems Center at Fermi Lab. Listen and learn why Dr. Anna Gressolino is one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. I'm speaking today to Dr. Anna Gressolino, renowned physicist who's working on the cutting edge of computing. Welcome, Dr. Gressolino. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you with us, and I know we're going to learn a lot from our conversation. <laughs> yes, we will try. <laughs> now, you're an award-winning physicist. You're the director of Superconducting Quantum Materials and Systems at Fermilab near Chicago. Now, that's a lot for the average person to understand. So can you help us unpack what we may not know about how Fermilab works? 
Uh, what is its mission? Why is it important to ordinary people? Thank you. Fermilab is a, a fundamental particle physics laboratory. Here at Fermilab, we study the world in its most fundamental components. And to do that, we build very advanced machines, these very large particle accelerators, detectors, where we actually collide the smallest scale particles to study what are they made of. So what is, what is the world around us made of? Where does everything come from? So to do this, really, we have to advance these very complex technologies. And why does it help society? Because in many ways, I would say. So first of all, understanding how everything works around us is foundational to progress in our society. The computers that are, that are just in front of us, uh, the phones, uh, medical instrumentation, diagnostics, sensors, everything is based on the fundamental understanding of the laws of physics. And then from there, we develop uh, all these technologies. At the same time, as I said, the technologies that we develop to, to, to study this fundamental physics actually then had spin-off implications and applications in our society, such, for example, right outside of my window in my office here, uh, is the Tevatron, which was for, for many years the, the most important, the highest energy uh, uh, particle accelerator in the world. The technology which was foundational to this are what's so-called superconducting magnets. And these technologies that we developed here for Mirab then paved the way for the magnets that today are in all magnetic resonance imaging uh, instrumentation in, in any hospitals or doctor's offices. So that's just one of the examples of how things that we develop for fundamental physics, then they become uh, extremely important in everyday life in our society. In, in general, I would say basic research and training of new generation in science will always have a positive impact in our society in the short, medium, and in the long term. Well, I think uh, your reference to imaging is something we can all relate to. So a uh, great gratitude for the work in science that's going on and that you're engaged in. I know when you talk about technology that one of your uh, big tasks is to build the most powerful quantum computer in the world. What will this computer do? Uh, and why are you working to make it a reality? So, yes, this is a really new initiative, and we are very excited that Fermilab is at the helm of this uh, new, what's called National Quantum Center. It's one of the five Department of Energy uh, quantum centers uh, under the umbrella of the National Quantum Initiative to bring transformational advances in building, uh, just like you said, the most uh, powerful quantum computers. What can this computer do? Why are we doing this? So a quantum computer is, is very different than the computer that sits in front of us right now. I would say it's not like comparing a new car to an old car. It's like comparing an airplane to a car. It's a computer that will take us to places where today's computer will never be able to take us. So to give an example, a quantum computer, even the, the ones that are currently developed, which is really in the early stages of the technology, can perform some computations which uh, even the most powerful of the classical supercomputer will take millions of years. A quantum computer can perform it in, in minutes. And so that is really gives the idea of what's so-called the exponential speed up. So a quantum computer can solve certain class of problems which are not solvable today and will have impact in society in many, many ways, from national security 
to solving some challenging problem in, in medicines, in physics, uh, in biology, and many, many other fields. So interesting. I wonder, listening to you and knowing how engaged you are in this extraordinarily complex work, how did Anna Gresolino grow up into becoming the physicist you are? Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood, uh, what it was like, what influenced you to make you the person you are today? Yes, thank you for the question. I actually, I um, originally I'm from Italy. I grew up in Marsala. It's a it's a town in southern Italy. Uh, I moved to the United States later on uh, for my PhD. Uh, but uh, my family was uh, from Marsala, so from Italy, and has always been, that's where I grew up, and has always been of great inspiration uh, for me. Uh, they pushed me always to study and work hard, I would say. And uh, and uh, on my dad's side, I, I had some generation of medical doctors, and that, I think, inspired me to love science and the impact that it can bring to society. On my mom's side, there was more literature, poetry, which also has inspired the other side of me. I always loved, for example, Latin and philosophy. Um, there have been some key figures in my life, but if you ask me about my childhood, certainly uh, my teacher in middle school, she was a mathematician, so she was my professor in mathematics, and she was an extremely strong woman. Uh, she made me love math, and she, I think uh, she made an impact in my life to push me towards science. So she was really a tough woman, and she taught me that math and numbers are a vehicle to read the world around us, but they also can teach us about objectivity in life. You know, I'm always so amazed as I'm speaking to our guests to hear about the power of the teacher. And you have mentioned that yet once again. I know that you lead a team of 200 scientists, which just saying that seems a great deal to comprehend. And everybody's working at the cutting edge of computing. Yet you and your husband are raising three children. How do you manage this work-life balance that all of us seem to be affected by? (laughs) <laughs> well, I have to say, yes, it's certainly not easy. However, I, first of all, uh, get a lot of help from my husband. I think we work really as a team. He's a scientist too, by the way. And so we are a team at work and at home. Uh, so I think he has been instrumental really in uh, making this a, a, a reality. The, the, the fact that we, we are in, in it together, growing these three children and being successful with both of our careers. And I would say that also Fermilab has helped me a lot because, for example, small things, but really critical, uh, we have a daycare on site. And so I was able to bring my kids here when they were little, like three months old. And, and, and this way, I didn't have to take a break from my research, from my, from my work. I could do research, be here, and be with them at the same time. So... And also all the support from Fermilab and from my supervisors uh, to really be able to be a mom uh, to my children, but at the same time continue without interruption to pursue my career. Cutting edge childcare as well. It's so interesting. Are any of your children interested in science? Oh, most definitely. I think <laughs> all three of them, they really have aspirations already. They tell us to become scientists, all three. <laughs> you and your husband are such a great example to them, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men. And it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. As a woman, have you encountered any obstacles in in your studies or in your career? We have more women in science today than ever before, but it's still been a very difficult path. It certainly was um, somewhat difficult. I I still remember the first day. uh, um, So I graduated in Italy, actually, in electronic engineering. Oh, my goodness. And then I came to the U.S. to study physics for my Ph.D., but... I remember the very first day I walked into the first class uh, at the engineering school at the University of Pisa in Italy, and I believe that we were something like six women out of a class of 180. So certainly it was difficult being uh, be- being a minority. All professors were always men, and also later in you know during my work career, I would say all the it, it is still a man dominated. Um, environment and field. But I think what really helped me uh, is that I have always been very strong. I've always been, you know, not intimidated. I, I believed in my own strengths. And I've always had the courage to fight to be heard. And certainly there have been also some figures in my career that have helped me a lot, like my supervisor, who was my PhD advisor, and later on actually became director of Formilab, uh, Dr. Nigel Lockyer, as always uh, been an advocate for women in science and, and, and for helping the, the field become more diverse. Is it important to have more women involved in scientific discovery? Do you see that that makes a difference? Absolutely. How? I would say, well, we can turn the question around and say, what would the world have done without, for example, Marie Curie? or Vera Rubin, or Rita Levi-Montalcini, or we can bring so many examples of so many women who have made history with their scientific discoveries. So, so, and maybe we should ask ourselves, how much more would we have discovered already if the scientific field was more inclusive and more diverse? I would say that, in my experience, women have incredible potential in terms of scientific talent, uh, creativity, willingness, 
and strength to always connect the dots and uh, to get really to the bottom of things or the ability to bring people together in a collaborative framework. Women are incredible at all of these things and science needs all of the above to, to really progress and make discoveries. How can we better unlock that potential that women have in the world of science? I think we have to try in, in all ways. I mean, um, we are trying very hard, for example, with this new center that we have here, uh, reaching all the way even to elementary schools to, to, to show everyone you know, that, that, that there is you know, the role models, but also that science is for everybody. Uh, bring students, uh, again, at early stages of their education into internships uh, to really make people feel and women feel Yes, I can. I can do it. It's not something that it's only for a certain class of people. I can absolutely do this and I can see it uh, hands on. I think that's one key component. And, and here, as I said, the Fermilab, we are trying all of this with internships, Saturday morning lectures. Uh, we need to try in all possible ways. So encouraging to hear. Fermilab also brings scientists together from all over the world. How does working with people from so many different countries also affect your outlook and the work product, the outcome? Yeah, I would say that this is actually what made me fall in love with Fermilab. Uh, I came here first as an intern um, in, in my young years, and, and I, that's what I fell in love with, to see that we, we were building a Fermilab, these ginormous machines, these incredible complex detectors, with many pieces that were coming from all different places around the world and all these different people from many countries, bringing uh, so much diversity in the approach to problems, you know, based on their different uh, educational system, backgrounds, way of thinking. So I think that's, that's and, and it, it was really, for me, uh, a way to see how science can unite the world towards, you know, a noble mission, which is really let's understand the world around us. Um, so I think it's, it's very powerful. And I think in science is absolutely essential that the, the science, especially in a field like the one we are in, like particle physics, where we have to build such big and complex experiments that, that, that we bring the whole world together to do that, to, to make these amazing discoveries. You know, listening to you, I've been thinking about the fact that you're at the Fermi Lab. And Enrico Fermi was the great world-renowned Nobel laureate physicist, came from Italy to the United States, made enormous contributions. And here you are, another Italian in the United States at Fermi Lab. Do you ever think about that? Absolutely. Every day. It's something that makes me extremely proud to know that actually an Italian of such an amazing stature like Enrico Fermi gives the name to, to, this, to this laboratory. And I can say that actually Italians are um, a really important component of Fermilab. There is many of us, just like there is many other amazing scientists from many parts of, of different parts of the world. Well, it's all terrific to hear. Let me just ask you uh, at the end of this conversation, with so much that's going on in the world now, a lot of it uh, very difficult, uh, what makes you optimistic? What gives you hope? <laughs> Well, um, I can say that science is what, what gives me the most hope. Uh, science for me means the pursuit of the truth. Uh, it makes me feel and believe that we are in a world where 
there are not only uncertainties, right? But there is there is certainty, there is truth, and it's there for us to find and to look for. So I, it, it really makes me feel, um, you know, hopeful, and and I look forward to the discoveries uh, that we'll be able to make uh, at Fermilab with this new quantum initiative, because those I know that these scientific discoveries will be able to change the world for better. Uh, in a practical way and also in an indirect way, because I feel it is a privilege that we can train a new generation of young scientists that not only will make these important discoveries, but they will also be able to approach everyday life and problems in a way that will bring positive change. Beautifully said. And thank you so much, Dr. Anna Gresolino. You're doing such uh, extraordinary award-winning work. And as you said, This work helps change the world for better. Thank you for doing it. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Dr. Gressolino has a way of making science incredibly beautiful. Here are three things I took from that conversation. First, she reminds us about why we do science. Understanding how everything around us works is foundational to progress, she says. So the research done on a particle accelerator, for example, leads to the development of superconducting magnets, which leads to the MRI machines used in hospitals and doctor's offices. Second, Dr. Grassolino shows again why girls need to see women scientists. Her own role model was a middle school teacher, a mathematician. As Dr. Grassolino says, She was a really tough woman who taught me that math and numbers are a vehicle to read the world around us. Finally, she tells us that despite the chaos of current days, we can find comfort in science. In a time of uncertainty, science helps reveal certainty. There is truth, she says, and it's there for us to find and to look for. Tune in next week to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she's one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. Have a great day. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.